0: This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Brian Calstrip and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. Today I want to talk to you guys about gratitude. If you guys have your notes there, uh, this week we're celebrating Thanksgiving and uh, we're gonna be gathering. I hope that you are gathering. And and uh, uh, what's kind of unfortunate though is, is that it's one day of being thankful. That's that's a lot of people, it's like, ah, we get together and we have some, I mean, when I say Thanksgiving, what's, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? I, I don't know that it's Thanksgiving, it's more like turkey, right? And those that don't like turkey, it's what? Ham, right? Or uh some dessert that has popped into your mind you know as i say the word thanksgiving and so it's it's unfortunate because it's like for a split second or for a moment in time we decide okay i'm going to be thankful in this moment but the reality of it is is that it's it's so much more than that thanksgiving and gratitude is It's so much more than one day. It's so much more than a turkey. So much more than a ham, right? It's so much more than whatever pie that you like. Uh, It's unfortunate because it's become a day of feasting football and first to them all. (laughs) But it's not, and it shouldn't be. Thanksgiving shouldn't be relinquished to one day of the year. And so we're gonna talk about that today because uh, it's important that we live a life of gratitude. We live a life of being thankful and grateful. And uh, I heard one, say, one person ask, you know, what happened to Thanksgiving? And this was the comment. It says, when you don't have it in your heart, you don't practice it. I'm gonna say that one more time. When you don't have it in your heart, you don't practice it, and so this this idea of Thanksgiving is it's it's not external. It's not what it is that we're going to go be a part of here in a few days. No, it's 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 our heart. It's it's what's in our heart, and gratitude is in the heart. I want to I want you to look at a verse of Scripture here in Colossians three, verse sixteen. It says this. It says, "Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you, as." you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom and as you sing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. It's actually funny, before, during service, during praise and worship, my wife's like, where'd you go? I said, well, I had to go check on a few people, make sure they were, they were singing. And uh, I went up to one person, I said, are you singing? And they said, well, I don't know the words. Um, but, but the reality of it is, is that you can sing psalms. You can sing hymns, you can just, you know, worship God in your own way, even if you don't know the words, right? It goes on to say, with what? Gratitude in your hearts to God. Gratitude should be in our hearts. Gratitude and thankfulness should be in our hearts. And that's what Paul was saying, that, that gratitude is in your heart. And, and David said it this way in Psalms 52, 12. I, I like what this says. It says, So I'm thanking you with All of my heart, right? This is David talking. I'm thanking you with all of my heart. So obviously, this gratitude and this this idea of thanksgiving was in David's heart. That's what was it was coming out. It was it was flowing out with gratitude for all that you have done. He's he's talking to the Lord. Obviously, he's saying, "Lord, I, it's just flowing out of me. I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful for what it is that you have done. I will do everything I've promised you, Lord." That should be the the echo of our life. The echo of our heart is a, is a heart of gratitude and, and, and thanksgiving. And so when was the last time, I asked this question when I, this, the question came to my mind when I read that scripture. When was the last time that you thanked him with all of your heart, with everything that was in you? Just cried out to him and, and thanked him for, for who he is and what he has done. We have we have something to be thankful for. I understand, you know, that, that, that in times in life that that things can be tough, things can be challenging, but there is always something that we can be thankful for if, if for nothing else that Jesus came and bled and died for you and me. So David understood and he lived a life of thanksgiving and a life of gratitude. David's heart was, was filled with overflowing gratitude. And so if I asked you, if you, if you are you thankful? Most would a- answer, I think, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty thankful. I consider myself to be a thankful person, and, and uh, it's funny because my wife, or those of you that were at uh, the women's thing, she actually shared about this. I said, hey, Rach, can you share some of your notes with me? And she said, no. She didn't say that. <sighs> but one of the things that, that we talked about in, in, in a few of our conversations this week was just this idea of teaching your kids to be thankful. And I, I still have kids, and so it's like, well, I'll always have kids. What am I thinking? Good Lord. <laughs> I won't always have a dog, though. No, I should have said that. Doc, got it. <laughs> So anyway, I'm just trying to get you guys to lighten up a little bit, it's okay. But when, when it comes to kids, we, we have to teach them to be thankful, right? We, we, have to, we, we have to coach them that when they receive something, it's like, okay, well, what do you say? Thank you. And, and, and even in all of their years, sometimes they still fail. My parents probably know this to be true. We still fail to be thankful. So, so, so the process or this idea of having a heart of gratitude is one that it's learned, it's practiced, it's it's something that we have to continue to do. I mean, I know with my kids, it's like this week alone. Do you know how many things they've asked me for? I wish I would have kept a running list. It would have worked out great for for a sermon illustration. I mean, one of the things on this list was was a pink Porsche. I, I looked at my daughter and I was like, what? Are you, do you think I am made of money? Do you know how much a Porsche costs, let alone one that's pink? <laughs> but we have to learn this idea of being thankful. And I, and I think for us, we can say that we're thankful, but saying or, or having this idea that, hey, I'm a thankful person, I say thank you, and well, that's, that's just manners. That's just what your parents taught you to do was to say thank you. That's a little bit different than having a heart of gratitude, having a heart like David, where it just it flows out of our out of our lives, and so you know we, we, we say, "Well, what am I thankful for? I think a lot of times we 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 tend to go to what it is that we 've received, what it is that we 've had as a benefit, a, a gesture, a gift, or a kind word, and so we automatically respond with, "Hey, you know thank you, thank you, thank you for opening the door, thank you for giving me, thank you for buying my lunch, thank you for whatever but but what about when we receive nothing? What about when, when somebody doesn't give you the kind word? When somebody doesn't encourage you? What about when, 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 when things aren't going well? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Paul said it this way in 1 Thessalonians 5.18. He said, be thankful in, let's say it together, in all circumstances. Okay, let's do it one more time. Be thankful in all circumstances. Yes, for this is the will of God. And I like, I like that part about this is the will of God because I think, I mean, even in my own life as a young person, we, we go through life and we wonder, what is the will of God? What is his will for me? Well, here's one thing that is his will. That is that we are thankful in all things, every circumstance, all circumstances. We need to be thankful in Everything. Not for everything, because we all know that the enemy is out to steal, kill, and to destroy. But he said in every every circumstance, no matter what it is that's going on in life, whether, whether man, we got turkey, we got ham, we got it all. Man, this is, these, these circumstances are great. I'm going to be thankful. But what about the circumstances when things aren't going well? They're, they're, we got some challenges that are going on. Things maybe didn't go our way. What did Paul say? He said in the midst of those circumstances, Lord, I just thank you. I thank you that I'm coming out. I thank you that you're sending the answer. I thank you that you're providing. I thank you what it is that I need is on its way. I thank you that you've made me more than a conqueror. I thank you that I'm an overcomer. That's what Paul's talking about that it comes out of our life, that it flows up out of our heart and out of our lives. And so in all circumstances, whether we have stuff or don't, whether we've received or not received, whether we have a lot or little, whether, whether it's working or it's not, whether we're victorious or it does not look like victory at all, we need to be thankful in everything. Paul encouraged us, in everything, be thankful. But we don't always get it right, do we? sometimes we miss that mark not not quite as thankful as we should be i can remember one time it's not a proud memory many many years ago i want to verify that it was not last year this was many years ago as a young kid it was a christmas and i wasn't very thankful so this christmas don't do what brian did as the first, you know, the first present I opened up, it was like socks. I'm like, you know, you kind of have to hide that. It's like, oh, socks, great, thanks. Well, you know, thanks, Dad. You know, the, the man or thing comes in, you say thank you. And so then you open them up again, it's like, ah, oh, this could have, this must have been somebody else's gift, you know. And uh, then there was, I opened up something else and it was like a, a, a pair of, you know snow pants it's like snow pants i got a I got a pair of snow pants, but you know it's like oh, no, it's okay, it's okay, it's gonna get better you know i you know it's good to have two pairs of snow pants in case things get wet outside and we need another pair of snow pants. it's okay, I still got five gifts we're good we're good it's gonna go up from here, right you know, and so you know I get through these presents and I get to the end and it, it was just i I wasn't thankful. But see, what I didn't know was is that they were going to take us on a trip to Colorado and they were going to spend all of this money. And so what they were doing is they were buying us the things that we needed, maybe the things that we didn't necessarily want, but I didn't understand it. And I wasn't thankful. I wasn't grateful. I mean, because I didn't have the knowledge of what it was that, that I needed. And so you know in in our lives there are times where we just don't get it right we don't we don't think about the bigger picture the thing that that's working in the background you know we we get so focused on what's right here and what we think it should be and what it's not and 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 we don't see the bigger picture that man there 's there 's something right around the corner that, where there's there's something that 's at work there 's something that 's going on Lord, I thank you that you're you are at work, but I think sometimes in the midst of that we we get stopped up you know when it comes to this idea of having a grateful heart and a thankful heart because it's it's not working and it 's like what what is this lord why you know and right around the corner he 's got he, he, he is working. There's things that are working in the, in the background. And so it's just imperative that we pass that test. That we pass that test of being thankful and, and, and that we, we have a grateful heart. And so the, the first point that I want to make is, is this. Number one when it comes to gratitude. And that is, is that gratitude is rare. Did I? Yeah, I already did that one. Thanks. Yeah, gratitude is rare. Did you know that? That gratitude is rare. Um, you guys remember the, the uh, story about the 10 lepers in the Bible? Remember, the, there were these 10 guys, they had leprosy, and they cried out. It says that they cried out to Jesus. Jesus was walking by, and they're saying, You know, have mercy on us, have mercy on us. And so, uh, you know, in the midst of this, Jesus actually said to them, You're cleansed, go your way. And these men, all 10 of them, were cleansed. One of the points that you really need to to remind yourself, maybe when you're believing for healing, was it says that they were cleansed as they went. In the process, as they went, they were cleansed. And and it said that they were cleansed three times. But what's interesting about this story is, is, is not the nine that were cleansed, but the one that saw that he was cleansed saw that he was healed, and, and, and what did he do? He actually turned around and went back. He went back to where Jesus was, and it says that he got down on his knees, and he, he cried out to Jesus in thankfulness and in gratitude, and he just said, I just thank you. And, and, and it's so funny because Jesus is like, wait a minute. Wasn't there, wasn't there 10 of you guys? There was 10 of you, and, and, and where are the other nine who, who were cleansed, that I cleansed? Did, did they not see that they were healed? And, I, and, and so what that shows us, guys, is is that the gratitude, I mean, we can say we're thankful people. We can say we're, we're a grateful person, but are we really? Because these, the nine lepers, they were cleansed. They received something from heaven, but they didn't turn around and go back and, and show their gratitude and show their thanksgiving to, their, to, to Jesus. I think about ourselves, I even think about myself. Like, am I that way? Do I go through life at, like the nine lepers having received, received a cleansing, received something from, from him, yet not turn around and go back and thank him in gratitude for what it is that he's given to me. Because what we see here is is that whether we want to admit it or not, gratitude is rare. And so in our lives, we can't allow it to be rare. And what, I, what, what I also want to point out to you too is, is only in one man, one, nine were cleansed but one was made whole. One was made completely whole. And I think that in our lives, like there might be things that you're believing God for and maybe this is exactly what it is that you need. Because maybe you've had a cleansing, but you're not completely whole in that marriage. Maybe you're not completely whole in that relationship. Maybe you're not completely whole. What I would encourage you to do is is to go back and begin to thank him and show him gratitude for what it is that he has done up to that point in that situation. And just begin to thank him and allow that wholeness to come through in that situation. And just say, Lord, I just thank you that it, 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 I, I, I'm not completely there, but man, I know that it is on its way. And just allow him to bring that wholeness. Because maybe maybe it's just the fact that, that that you were cleansed and you just kind of walked away from it, kind of like the nine. It's like, ah, oh, man, I'm, I'm glad I'm clean. But the one's like, no, I'm going back, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show gratitude, and I'm going to show thanksgiving. And, and as a result, he received complete and total wholeness. We too, gratitude plays a huge part in that in our lives. And so gr- gratitude is rare. That's what stands out, how rare a grateful heart is. And so Paul answered a a very common question in this this idea, again, when it comes to to the fact that gratefulness is rare. He answered this question, how could a loving God send someone to hell? Paul said that God had revealed himself plainly. Look at what it says here in Romans 1, uh, verse 21. It says, for those, or for though they knew God. So what Paul is talking about is he's talking to some people in the Roman church, and he's like, he's trying to explain to them how can God send someone to hell? And he's saying, for that they knew God, but they did not glorify him as God or show gratitude. Instead, their thinking became worthless and their senseless hearts were darkened. So what we see here is is that these people knew God They knew him, they knew him to an extent, you know, probably varying degrees, but what happened is, is what we see is, is that they failed to glorify him and they failed to what? Be grateful. Be grateful and show God gratitude. And as a result, their thinking became worthless and their senseless hearts were darkened. We're talking about this idea of, is there gratitude in your heart? So, the reality of it is, is that we can fill our heart with gratitude. By what? Being thankful and just being grateful. And, and, or if we just decide, I'm just not gonna do that like these guys did, what ends up happening is is darkness fills our heart. We gotta be believers, man, that are just just pushing for gratitude, pushing to be thankful in our lives. Paul, again, to Timothy, listen to this about the last days in 2 Timothy 2. It says that people will be selfish. You guys know anybody, any selfish people? Don't raise your hand and love money they will be they will brag they'll be arrogant they'll be abusive in their language they'll ca- uh, they'll curse their parents and what show no gratitude we're talking about the idea that gratitude is rare it's rare and we see that even people that know god they walk away and they don't have any they don't show gratitude and then we see here that in the last days, man, people are gonna go off and they're gonna, they're gonna be selfish, they're gonna love money, they're gonna be prideful, and they're gonna show no gratitude. So, so it, is, it is imperative that we do not fall into this trap, into this, this place where we are a person or a believer that shows no gratitude or that r- gratitude is rare in our lives. You know, we have to remember too, um, Let's see, what happened here? Okay, yep, I'm good. How is it, I got a question. You guys like questions, right? How is it that nine lepers received healing yet were completely ungrateful? How can people know God and decide to love self, money, and arrogance and show no gratitude? How is that? How is that? Because gratitude's rare. And so when gratitude is rare, there's something that happens in our lives. And look at it right here in Deuteronomy 28, God's speaking to Israel. And many of you guys remember this scripture in Deuteronomy 28. Because what happens is, is God's saying, listen, if I'm, I'm going to pour out a blessing. If you, if you uh, listen, obey, and do what it is that I'm saying, man, I am going to pour out a blessing. It is going to come on you. But if you don't. If you don't listen and if you don't obey, then what? The curse will come upon you. And so the Lord was very, very specific in the first part of the chapter to say, listen, if you do it, you listen to it, you obey it, you're going to have blessing. If you don't, it's, it's going to be a curse. And so here's what it says here in verse 47. It says, therefore... You shall serve your enemies, who the Lord shall send against you in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness and in want of all things, and he will put a yoke of iron around your neck. What's the verse before that? Isn't there a verse before that? Yeah, because you did not serve the Lord your God with joyfulness, that's, that's the starting pie. You guys are like, what? That, that doesn't make any sense at all. Okay, it's okay, we just gotta slide it wrong, switch it over. Okay, so he's saying, listen, just leave that up there. Remember, if you do it, if you follow, you obey, blessing will come on you. If you don't, if you don't follow, listen, and obey, there'll be a curse that comes on you. And so what happened was, is the children of Israel did not do what God said, and then this is what he said. Because you, oh, go back, 47. Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joyfulness in mind, and look at this, heart in gratitude for the abundance of all which was within you had blessed you. And then the next one says, therefore you shall serve your enemies. You'll serve your enemies. So number two in your notes is that, that, that without gratitude you will serve your enemies. The assignment was simple. God said, listen, listen, obey, do, and the blessing will come. They didn't do it and the curse came upon them. They failed because they failed to do what it was that God told them to do. And so the result is, is that they had to serve their enemies. And here's what I want you guys to see, is that when we don't live a life uh, uh, faithfully serving God out of a grateful heart, we, we inadvertently serve our enemies, we serve our enemies. Can you put that verse of scripture back up on verse forty-eight? Because look at what it says here. I want look at this. He will put a yoke of iron upon your neck until he has destroyed you. And 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 he was talking to Israel. But but in our in in today's day, when it comes to serving our enemies. When we serve our enemies, it is absolutely a yoke around our neck, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll share that here, because here's what it says in that verse of scripture. It says that they'll hunger and thirst, right? The, that the people will hunger and thirst. I, I kind of likened hunger and thirst to being dissatisfied. You, you guys remember the children of Israel, man? They were just like around every corner They were dissatisfied and just, God was blessing them and he was supplying for them and just, but they just, they were so dissatisfied. How many of you guys in here have ever been dissatisfied? Yeah, it's a dangerous place. It's dangerous. Why is it dangerous? Because what we we have to realize is that dissatisfaction what we're talking about here, where we are hungering and thirsting for things or, or stuff or things like that, and we're, we're not satisfied with what it is that God's blessed us with, that is a dangerous place. Why? because there is an absence of gratitude. There's an absence of being thankful. And as a result, we become a prisoner. We, begin, we become a person that is serving our hunger. We become a person that serves our thirst. We become a person that is serving what we are dissatisfied about. We go through life serving what it is that we think we should get, what it is that we think we need, what it is that we think we got coming to us, and we're, we live this life of dissatisfaction. One of the things that's really sad about this is, is that, and I think really, really plays in to this point of dissatisfaction, and that is social media. Because social media shows you what everyone else's story is what everyone else is getting, what everyone else is doing, what everyone else has. And what it does is it feeds the dissatisfaction in us. It feeds what it is that we don't have. It feeds what it is that we think we should have. And we think, we think oh, that's not fair and I should be going there and I should be doing. That. How many of you guys have ever been on social media and had a dissatisfied feeling? Anybody in here? Am I the only one? Come on, if you're honest, you see people's vacation pictures and it's like, <sighs> dissatisfaction comes rolling in hardcore, doesn't it? But listen, we cannot fall into the trap where we serve that dissatisfaction. We have to just, we have to recognize it for what it is. We have to recognize that, that man, this is, a, this is exactly what happened to the children of Israel. Man, they, they were serving this, and I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna recognize that this is da- dissatisfaction, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a grateful heart. The enemies of our soul, guys, They're enemies of our soul, and we have to recognize what they are. Remember, you remember what Paul said in Philippians 4.12. This isn't in your notes. Paul said it this way. He said, I have learned the secret. Now, remember, Paul was in prison when he wrote this. He's in a bad place. He, he, of anybody, he could have been dissatisfied, right? Hungering and thirsting to get out of jail. But he said, no, I've learned the secret to being content. In prison, in any situation, whether fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or living in what. That right there, my friend, is a heart of gratitude. It's a heart of being thankful. He made a decision, Paul made a decision. I am not going to serve the enemy of my soul. I am not gonna serve dissatisfaction and have an absence of gratitude in my life. Nope, 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 I've learned. And we have to learn that. Learn it. We're not maybe going to get it right every single time, but man, we're going to learn. Whoa, whoa, we're going to catch ourselves when we get into those places where we are serving our enemies. No, I'm not serving this enemy of dissatisfaction in my life. I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to be grateful. Here's another one, another enemy that we want to talk about here that that, uh, we end up serving, and that is in want of all things in want of all things we're without i mean you guys have ever been without right that's a tough spot to be in when we have when we're without it's kind of like my my girls it's like they they they're on social media they're looking at all these cars they're looking at all this stuff and they think that i am going to bring this dream to a reality i got news for them it isn't happening and, and I keep telling them, I'm like, listen, girls, they, I mean, they're talking about like all of these, these great cars and great places and great, I'm like, you better get a job and get a good job if you wanna drive that. I mean, they're showing me these pictures and I'm just, I'm just like, come on, why? Because they're without, they ain't got a car. They ain't even driving. I'll tell you what though, it's a, it, it, you know, and we, we laugh about them, but we fall into that place in our thinking, in our heart, where it's like I'm without. You see the person and what it is that they have and what it is that you don't have, and you begin to, you begin to meditate about on, on it and think about it and ponder it, and you, 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 you understand what you do because we do it. It is a trap, and when we are there, we are serving that enemy of without. And we can't serve that enemy. We have to choose that, that, that gratitude is gonna win over in this situation. We start murmuring. That's what the, people, the children of Israel did. They started murmuring, God, why this, why that? How many of you guys have ever said that? You guys, let's just, come on, let's, can we just be transparent here today? How many of you guys have ever been like children of Israel and you get into a place and you're without and you're just like, God, you know, and you start crying. <laughs> come on guys can smile laugh a little bit it's okay he loves us he loves you we can turn this around by the end man you're gonna be full of gratitude what's romans eight twenty eight says it says god's for us but a lot of times when we get into that place where we're serving the without or we're serving what it is that we we think we desire or that entitlement we aren't thinking about the fact that god is for us we're thinking that about the fact that where are you right? We have a lot of other adjectives for God. It's not God is for us. It's like, God, where are you? Well, he's there. It's just that you're serving that enemy of your soul. So we think that we're owed a living. And this, this attitude of is, is really an attitude of entitlement. Entitlement is the belief that we deserve or have a right to something that we did not earn and did not deserve. That's Entitlement. And I know that we have a tendency to really look at society and we say, well, they're entitled. Well, come on, let's do a little self-reflection. Do we ever feel like we're entitled? Because if, we're, if we feel like we're entitled, there is an absence of gratitude, there's an ab- absence of thankfulness in our heart. And I'm not saying that, 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 that we're entitled, but my, my point is like we just gotta check up, say, hey, you know, wait a minute, is my attitude wrong here? Am I, am I feeling like I'm entitled? Because here's the thing, entitlement is a sweet word for hold on to your hat, covet. So if you say you're not entitled, oh, I'm not entitled. Have you ever coveted somebody else's things? Just something to think about. That's just a side note, side point, not even in your notes, you can write down if you want. But many are ungrateful. Many people are ungrateful because they are ungrateful. They spend their lives serving the enemy of their soul. And so if you're in that position today, what's really, really good about it is that you can make one quick adjustment in your heart and you can say, man, Lord, I repent. I repent for serving that. Just like the children of Israel did, I'm gonna switch over and I'm going to begin to serve you with a heart of gratitude. Like David, like Paul, like all of these people that we've seen here today. Look at what it says here in 2 Corinthians. Actually, we, we, 2 Timothy 3, we we read this because I wanna point back to this because it helps us to see, I didn't give you a lot of the things that people serve, but we can see in 2 Timothy 3 that people will be selfish. They'll love their money. They'll brag. They'll be arrogant. They'll use abusive language. They'll curse their parents, and they'll show no gratitude. The first part of that scripture, guys, I think is a great indicator of the world around us because it's all about me. It's all about what I want. It's all about what I got to have. It's all about what I can get. It's about the pride of what it is that I've accumulated. These are the enemies of our soul that if we're not careful, we will begin to serve them. And when we're serving them, that means that there's an absence of a grateful heart. So it's just a challenge, guys. It's just a challenge to you to you, in this season to be mindful of, of thanksgiving on the day, yay, yeah, turkey. But no, man, every single day, we're just being certain that we are not falling into this trap that the Israelites fell into. And to say, oh, well, I'd never fall into that trap. No, 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 that would be the pride that he talked about, Paul talked about in 2 Timothy. So we just have to be careful of it. And so, um, be like David. Recognize that, in, uh, that all that we are, all that we have, all that he has done and is doing and freely giving us, it's our response of gratitude, our response of being thankful every single day. We can't help but being thankful. Just, just wake up in the morning and, you know, listen, Everybody, I, if you're not a morning person, who, who in here is not a morning person? Anybody? Okay, 32%, 33% are not. Okay, how many of you guys are morning people? Wow, that is impressive. That is not what I thought. Okay, I guess I'm in the, the 30%. Not necessarily a morning person. I kind of get up a little slower. But a great habit to get into is, is that just start by thanking him. And it's not going to be, it may not be exuberant. Mine, mine is not, doesn't start exuberant, if we're just honest. <laughs> Nobody in here wants to be honest. We <laughs> you just start, Lord, I just thank you. I thank you that I'm I am not tired, right, or, or whatever it is. And just begin to thank him. And as it comes, as you fill your heart, just begin to just, just give vent to it. Allow it to come out. Right? Just my, my son is very good at this. We'll buy two liters of pop, or he'll go to Dollar General, which, gosh, why do we have a Dollar General and trainer? It doesn't matter. You know, and, and he shakes it up. He shakes up that 20 liter or that 20 liter the 2 liter or 20 ounce at pop. Right? It's coming out. The, 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 there's pressure there. Well, so when we are, are thankful, it should come out where it's like it's coming out of our lives and we just, we begin to stir that up, shake it up like Will. Let's <laughs> we'll see what this does. His new thing is these, what are those things, those juice pouches? Capri Suns. Those don't, those don't spray anywhere, but it's a side note. He flips it upside down and jams the straw on the top of it. I mean, it, it, never mind. It doesn't matter. We're still talking about, we're still talking about gratitude coming out of our lives as a result. I, this is, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, fine, I'll just tell you why, why that came to my mind. You guys wanna know? You guys are all asking me. What? That doesn't have, it has nothing to do with your sermon, Brian. I'll tell you why. It's because the other night, I'm trying to sweep out my garage, right? Just clean it out. And I mean, it's, you know, I like clean garage and you can wash the floor and squeegee it off. Some of you guys are shaking your head. It doesn't matter. These juice boxes have a little straw holder that's clear and has a sticky piece on it. You know what's on my floor in my garage? Even after I broomed it off, even after I washed it off, even after I squeegeed it off? Sticky, straw holders. (laughs) So in that moment, I am serving the enemy of my soul. A juice pouch, straw holder. There is no great gratitude in my heart. There was no thanksgiving in my heart. So that is an illustration, a very transparent illustration of what happens inside of us when we don't allow gratitude to (laughs) reign. That's right. Pastor says you should thank God for those sticky things. (laughs) Whatever. They're not in his garage. And I guarantee you if they were in his garage, he'd be whining, moaning, murmuring, and complaining. Okay, moving on. (laughs) Moving on from without gratitude, we serve our enemies to number three, and this is where I want you guys to get. Gratitude brings us through every time. Brings us through every circumstance. It brings us through good things, bad things, great things. It will bring you through. No matter where you're at in life, no matter what's going on, no matter where you find yourself, single, married, empty nester, it doesn't matter. Gratitude brings you through every single circumstance. That's why at the very beginning, what did he say? In everything, give thanks. That's what we need to be doing in our lives. Gratitude brings us through Every tough situation, every need that we have, anything that we need when it, when it comes to health and wholeness, gratitude. You guys remember the, the book of Ruth? And there's four chapters. I'd encourage you to just go home and read it. It's a very quick, easy read because this point that gratitude brings you through every time is absolutely crystal clear in Ruth's life because what happened was is a Limelech this, this guy, he, there was a, a famine, and so what he did is he took his wife, uh, Naomi, and their two sons, and they moved to Moab. Is that right? Moab, or however you pronounce it. So they take off, kind of out of God's will, because God never really told them to, to, to leave the promised land to go because, because of this famine. And so they get there, and the two sons find uh, two wives, Ruth and Opa. And then shortly thereafter, Elimelech, he passes away leaving Naomi to have no husband. And then it says, you know, in the story that 10 years later, approximately, the, the, the two sons, they pass away. So what's left is, is Naomi, the wife, and then the two daughter-in-laws, Opa and Ruth, and they are without. They, I mean, that has got to be a pretty dispar- a disparaging time. Right? Wouldn't you say if you if you lost your father-in-law and your sister-in-law and your brother-in-law, you know that would be that would be a bad situation. And so here they are, and, and they're they're considering what it is that they're going to do. And Naomi decides, okay, we're going to go we're going to go back. But what what she does is is in, in you know she tells these girls she's like listen you're from you're from this place just just stay here you know I'm not I'm I'm too old I can't have any more sons you 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 know I can't promise you another husband which was kind of the the culture in that region that if if, if one brother died another brother would marry you know and and so she just said listen I'm releasing you to go do do what it is that that you need to do go find another husband go live your life go enjoy life I'm going back. Back to the land that I came from. You know, and so, you know, Opa after a couple sessions of crying, how many of you guys are criers? I'm a crier. (laughs) She decides, Okay, I'm going back, so she, she leaves. But then Ruth, she she said, Don't even try and tell me to leave. I'm not leaving. Where you go, I'm going. Who you serve, I'm serving. I'm following you wherever you go, Naomi. I'm going wherever it is that you go. I'm putting aside all the things that I want, all the things that I think I'm entitled to, and I'm gonna follow you. And so she follows uh, Naomi back to this place, and you guys remember that she, they needed to work. They needed something, they needed food. And so she went out to this field and she begins to just pick up the scraps behind these these, these harvesters and just pick up stuff. And And, and, and uh, the guy that owned it was Boaz. And, and, and so she's just doing what she knows to do. She didn't get stuck on where she was. She didn't get stuck on on the, the situation or the problem or, or what she didn't have. She's like, I'm going where you're going. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to just put my hand to work and I'm going to just start to work. You know, and, and what's really interesting in it is, is, is that she was so thankful that, that, that actually Boaz came along and, and started talking to her and said, you know, what, what's going on? And he, he was kind to her and helped her and he told the people that were working for him to be kind to her. But, but she didn't, at no point did she say, I deserve this or I got this coming to me, or I think that this is, you know, she didn't. She was just like, I just want to thank you for allowing me to come out here and, and gather what it is that, that I need and what it is that, that Naomi needs. And, and, and she just lived a life of thankfulness and gratitude. And, and what's so cool about the story is, is that, you know, it, it didn't end there. I mean, they ended up getting, Boaz and, and, and Ruth ended up getting married, it's so cool because Boaz is like, well, I'm not even your closest akin. kin. This is the, another guy. And the other guy didn't even want Ruth. But, but, you know, God brought these two together because of her gratitude, because of her thankfulness. Linda, you can come up. I'm, I'm about done. And, and um, my point in that is, is that she didn't stop. I mean, you know, in, in, in those tough circumstances, man, when she lost her husband, she lost her brother-in-law, she lost her father-in-law, she lost resource, she lost all this stuff. Her, Naomi, they, or yeah Naomi, they, they, she went back to that land and Naomi's like, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara. So like obviously, I mean Naomi might have had some bitter issue, bitter issue, bitter issues. She was, might have been a piece of work, might have not been real pleasant to be around, I don't know, we don't really know. But I mean, if you were to look at Ruth's life, it's not like everything's stacked up and it's like, "Woohoo! Thanksgiving, we got it all. You know, and, and we got reason to be thankful. We got reason to have gratitude. That's, that's, those are not the circumstances. She was without. She, needed, she was hungry. She, she didn't have a husband. She had really no promise of a future. But, she, but in the midst of it, she's just like, you know what, I don't care. I'm staying with you. You can't get rid of me. And God blessed her. And I think in our lives it's like we 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 can go through those times like Ruth. We can we can have situations that come up, but if if we don't if we don't stay in that place of thankfulness, in that place of gratitude, we kind of tie our Heavenly Father's hands. We we just he can't move. Because why? We when we, we don't when we lack gratitude, when we th- lack thankfulness, we move to the side that I'm gonna do this my way, I'm gonna figure this out, I'm gonna push through this, I'm gonna try and make this happen, I'm gonna strive, I'm gonna do all of these things because I'm trusting in my own ability and in my own strength, and God, you let me down, so I'm just gonna do this. But when we get into a place of gratitude where our heart is full, we we move to a side where it's like, Lord, I can't do any of this. I need you in every area of my life. I need you in my home. I need you in my marriage. I need you in my job. I need you in my relationships. I need you, I need you. That's what, you know, that's what she did. She just walked the walk of faith, walked in in faith, trusting God, saying, you know what, this is where I'm at. I'm with Naomi. I'm gonna go get something to eat, I'm gonna trust him, I'm gonna be thankful to Boaz, I'm gonna be a person of gratitude, and I gotta believe, man, it just flowed out of her. It had to be attractive to Boaz. Boaz, I mean, if, if she would've been bitter, she would've been mad, she would've been just like, you know, entitled, do you think that would've been attractive to Boaz? No, I'm guessing not. He probably would've paid the cousin or whoever, just take her. <laughs> I guarantee you in in his heart of hearts, man, he was hoping that his cousin or whoever didn't want her. Why? Because he saw something in her. He saw that she was grateful. She was thankful. She was a hard worker. She was just all of the things that embodied a person of faith and, and a person who trusted in God. And that's the way we need to be. And when we're like that, our story can be the same as Ruth's. We can be brought through whatever it is that's going on in our lives. And so today, if you're that person, no matter where you're at, maybe you've just kind of checked off and you're not not so grateful and you're really thinking about that turkey. Maybe you just say, you know what? I'm going to switch this back over. Amp up my thankfulness. Amp up my gratefulness. Begin to look at the the things in life that are good. Celebrate those things in life that are good. Be like David. Allow that, 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 that gratefulness to flow up out of you. Each and every day. Sometimes we might have to work a little bit harder, but that's okay, right? Let's pray. Father, we come before you today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for this time. You're so good to us. We're so thankful and we're so grateful today. And God, if we've, we've been people, Lord, that have not been grateful in our, in our lives, in our thinking, in our attitudes, in our speaking, God, help us, help us to move from serving the enemies of our soul to serving you, like Ruth did, trusting you, being thankful, being grateful in all that we do. And I just thank you, Father, for it. If, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here today and, and you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, maybe, you, maybe you're far from him, maybe you have walked away and you wanna get in right standing with him, today's your day. If you don't know him as your Lord and Savior and you've never just surrendered your life to him, today is the day. You can say, Brian, I'm far from him. I need to get back in right standing. Is there anybody in here? We'll pray with you and you can be brought back. Anybody at all. We gotta make sure that people are where they need to be. They're in the right position. They're in the right place because that's why Jesus came. He came to seek and save the lost that all might be saved. And so that's what we're about. Our church, our heart, we prayed this morning for that very thing, that in these wet days and weeks to come and years to come, man, we it is gonna burn like fire inside of us. That, that these altars will be filled and overflowing with people that are coming back to him. Saved and unsaved, people that are that have walked away will be coming back. And Father, we just honor you and we thank you, Father, for that today. That we will accept that appointment, that we are to go into this world to preach the gospel. Go everywhere and tell everyone of your goodness. F- telling them how thankful and how grateful we are for what it is that he's done. The power that has been placed in us, the love that's been placed in us as believers. And that we, we will only tell people because it's all we can do. We can't even stand it. We have to get it out and we have to tell people of his goodness in our lives because why? We're grateful people. Father, I thank you for strengthening us, giving us boldness to do that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. One last quote that I want to leave you with is this. Gratitude is the librarian of our past It's the speaker of our present and it's the prophet of our future. So if you haven't been grateful, you can be. Just begin to to be grateful and thankful for your past. Begin to be grateful and thankful for your present and begin to be grateful and thankful for what it is that God is going to do in your life. Amen? Amen. This, this coming Thanksgiving, I want you to enjoy that turkey, that first thought that came to your mind. Don't, be, don't, don't have bondage for having that thought as your first thought. It's okay. Enjoy it. It's going to be good. Celebrate family. But remember, it's so much more. It's so much more than that. Gratitude is when it's in your heart. Amen? Well, go ahead and stand up. Tell somebody what you're grateful for, and you can be dismissed. Remember, there is no service this week. You'll be here by yourself, but we'll be back here next Sunday morning, 945. We'll see you then.